This is WT4TST, and this evening we're honoured to be joined by Lewis Razor Robinson. How are you, mate? I'm good, thank you. Good yourself? Yeah, good, mate. See how I introduced you there? It was like quite... You're doing nice, it. Nice, nice, mate. Oh, you're showing your, you're showing your tattoos there, mate? <laughs> I like them, I like them. <laughs> yeah, it's all right, mate. We've all got them, we've all got them. You don't, you don't have to hide them for us, mate. Look at that. What, have you just got one sleeve? Just one sleeve, mate. Yeah, I got got a peaky blinder on the leg as well, and a bit of writing down the side. But that's about it. Nothing too special. <laughs> you are from Birmingham, mate. I guess it's got to be peaky blinders, hasn't it? Right. Yeah. So, first time on TST. What we like to do, mate, is go back. Um, actually, go back to your childhood um, and get to know you. Because sometimes you come on these things and you and you watch them, and it's all about the boxing, and it will be all about the boxing and your life. But first of all, we need to get to know a bit about you. So, um, your life, your journey, however you want to say. Um, started in, um, Dr- I can never say it, Droitwich, near Birmingham, yeah? Absolutely, mate. That's it, Droitwich in Worcestershire, just just basically South Birmingham. Um, just normal kid, really, playing out, you know, army men, football, on the push bikes, things like that. Um, me, me dad used to box, so I used to go down as a little nipper with him. Uh, no, nothing too, too much, just a bit of training. Never had any amateur bouts, um, just something that didn't really interest me. But I just like to go down the bag and do a bit of spa. And then, uh, yeah, that's about it, really. My mum and dad split up when I was about eight or nine. Ended up living with me dad and um, And just just normal childhood life, really. And then uh, just back and forth from my mum and dad. You know, I was old enough to, to go on my own, really. What was school then, like for you, then? Um, on and off. I, I reckon I think I left school when I left school. Well, my my mum actually... Uh, my mum got in trouble for me not going. Um, I had a tendency record. And, uh, yeah, I was age, doing a bit of this, that, a bit of everything, rather than going to school. But uh, my dad was a lorry driver, so I weren't, weren't, you know, working or anything. I was I was out with my dad on the road and things like that, really. So. I did a bout of that when I was, uh, I was probably just left school. My uncle was a, was a lorry driver. I did lo- it was oh, I loved it, mate. I always wanted to be a lorry driver after that. It was brilliant. But, uh, yeah, I never did like one. <laughs> right, so um, so after that, you, so you, you had a, a bit of a, a white-collar career, didn't you? If you could call yeah, it mate, yeah. yeah. 13, I was a white-collar, white-collar boxer. Um, obviously, you know, it does get some, some hatred, white-collar, which, you know... I can see why on some parts of it, and on the other part of it, there is some good, talented lads in white colour. You, you only got to look at people like Luke Blackledge. You, you know, no amateur pedigree, just all white colour. He won the Commonwealth bout. He was uh, he challenged Callum Smith for the British. Obviously, in the tenth round, didn't go to plan. But look at Fabio Wardley. Obviously, won the weekend. No, no amateur background, a handful of white collars. You know, he's doing the business. I, I truly believe if you've got the talent, mate, and. Uh, you're willing to put the hours in the gym and learn every day. I, I truly believe that's all you need, you know? So fast forward a bit and you beca- became a painting decorator, yeah? Yeah, mate, yeah. I um, started painting when I was about 15, 16. And obviously that, that was my trade. Um, I'd done that. And in 2016, I give up work, give up the painting and decorating, and um, signed with Azzy Farley. Um, obviously professional contract. Teamed up with Azif, give up me like I say, give up me day job. Moved up to uh, moved up to Bolton, um, at the start of 2017. I was training with Alex Matbienko out of Elite Gym, um, and then obviously 
had a, I was meant to make my pro debut on Kieran Farrell's show in April 2017 that fell through. Um, I think Kieran pulled a plug on the show, if I remember right, um, in Manchester. That was that. Then I was meant to be out again September 2017, but unfortunately, what we all know, I got sent to jail in August 2017, so obviously missed out on that opportunity again. So, but so here I am. Talk, talk, talk us through what happened there then. So, Because what I've got in my notes is, um, is basically you were playing a massive uh, 2017 in the ring, but then what happened outside the ring stopped or prevented that happening. So if you don't mind, talk us through, because you talk about your 50-second mistake, don't you? Talk, talk us um, through. Um, basically, what happened was I've been to a family barbecue um, in Droitwich and was walking back through the town centre. I had my little cook there. Just some people there, blah, blah, blah. Uh, a little altercation. A lad's basically said to me, about, talked about stabbing. Told me, he's, you know, he told me he sliced me. What happened happened, um, and obviously I got got on the day I got nine years dropped to a six, six years do free. Um, yeah. <laughs> so so you you go you you go through all the courts and all this stuff. You you um you get sentenced to six years. Yeah. I was on, I was on bail for a year. This the actual incident happened in two thousand and sixteen. Um, right. Barris, you know, Barris kept saying, "Don't worry, it's self defence. You will not get sent to jail for this." It's you know, all of that. So I went to the plea in the April. Yeah, no worries. It's it's still self-defence. You're not going to jail. I went to the day of trial in the August and Barrister had a complete change of tune. He said, listen, the judge won't budge. Um, you've got to go guilty. If you go not guilty, the jury finds you guilty. They're putting category one, section 18, which is starting point 12. So obviously, you know, you start you start to twitch a little bit and think, oh, okay, I don't fancy getting 12 years. So he, he said it. He said I could get a six four to six so I thought okay just, just chucked that at me um, just got on with it and yeah ended up getting a six do three so you've got to be brave I mean you've got to be braver or go right you know either way I guess either guilty not guilty whichever oh. is still a brave, still a brave move isn't it in terms of in terms of what happened but so okay so we're, we're at that point then so six years um, you, you get sent down um and last thing we want to do on here is glorify what prison is because that's not no. what I want. Yeah, it's not what what we're aiming to do. But I think the viewers will want to find out because because you're really open and and not a lot of people are. So I think the viewers would really appreciate what that was like for you. Um, you know, how did you get through prison life? Did you did you did you make any really good friends in there, etc.? How was that? Is that all right? No, spot on. Yeah. Do you know what? Don't get me wrong. I mean. There's some absolute scumbags in there, as you can imagine. And I'd, I'd say it isn't, it's 90% scumbags. And you, on the other hand, you meet some real good lads in there, as mad as that sounds. But I've, uh, I've, I've, well, listen, people make mistakes, don't they? So there's yeah. a lot of people in there that have made mistakes and or whatever. I mean, I've come out of there, you know, real good mates with one lad and um, an absolute brilliant boxer himself. Um, He's done well in the ABAs. Uh, Dan Taylor, his name is. He's from Southampton. Um, and if it weren't for me, it weren't for him. You know, I probably, I probably wouldn't be here now having this conversation with you, you know, in the shape I'm in, um, training. I, mean, I, I went up to, I went up to bloody hell. I went up to about 26 stone. And if it weren't for him, then I, I wouldn't have got back into training. And he motivated me, you know, he pushed me. And uh, yeah, so you do meet some good, good, inspiring people like that. Um and obviously, like I say, he was a boxer himself, so he used to take me on the pad, get me doing circuits, get me running with him all the time. And 
um, so, you know, that, that's one side of it. The other side of it is some of the things that you can imagine you see. Uh, prison officers piss and shit thrown at them. Inmates having piss and shit thrown at them. Uh, you know, slashings and things like that. Um, it's an experience, definitely experience. My second weekend, um, I got moved from Hewell, which is in Redditch in Worcestershire. I got moved from there to uh, Featherstone, which is a lower category C prison. So that, that that was my base, basically, if you like. That, that's where I, I would have been settled. Um, I was in for two days and I was, it was a riot my second or third day in this jail. So it's my second week in jail. And there was pool balls being thrown everywhere. Everything being smashed to pieces, fire on the wing, you know. All the officers ran off and left. And uh, about 11 hours. This happened at five in the afternoon, and eleven half eleven at night. The uh, the riot squad, if you like, they finally come in, and you know they don't mess about. They rag you, rag you, rag us all about. Um, yeah, it's you know the the Alsatians in your face barking, going mental when you're on the floor, and it was an experience. It, I'm thinking, bloody hell, it's my second week. I've got three more years of this crap. You know. How do you how, how do you avoid not getting kind of tied with it? I'm guessing you didn't start the riot. I'm only guessing, uh, but of course. <laughs> um, how do you not? How do you not get like completely caught up in all that? Um, do you know what? I'm quite quite a level-headed person, to be fair. Um, I'm, obviously, some people might be watching this thinking well, you ended up in jail, mate. You can't be that level-headed, but you know, mistakes happen. But I'm quite streetwise. You know, I grew up grew up on the streets. Um, you just have to adapt. Same as anything in life, you adapt, don't you? You know, you you sit there now and you probably think, you know what, I, I couldn't go to jail. You'd go there, man. You, you'd adapt. It's it's same as anything in life. You go one way, but in jail, people do three things: they turn to turn to religion, turn to the gym, or they just turn to drugs. So you know, for the first first bit, like I say, just you know, I didn't do a lot. My head fell off a little bit. I was eating crap and I just ballooned. And uh, and then the, the last part of my sentence, I just trained, trained, trained. I got myself a job in the gym i was down in the gym all the time there was a punch bag in the gym so i could go on and like us that lad who i mentioned he was taking on the pads every day as well which was good and um so yes yeah, you know if you have a focus then you can just focus on what that focus is like i said whether it's religion gym or drugs you know but uh and it, it just makes your time go a lot quicker you get into a routine don't you and you went to a few different prisons didn't you so you yeah. said after two, you moved after that one didn't you yeah i got kicked out of there um Ended up in Hull, <laughs> um, Hull for a week. Yeah, good old uh, I woke up well, we, about seven at night. They come come to the cell in Featherstone. Right, Robinson, you're being moved. Blah blah blah. Okay, so they took us on the air, took us on the van. They wouldn't tell us where we was going. And then when we was on the motorway, they finally told us, "Yeah, we're going to Hull, three hour drive." Um, ended up at Hull half eleven, whatever it was at night. Work up the next day. Jesus Christ, what a, what a place. As you can imagine, it, the calibre of people in there. Um, yeah, absolute. I was in there for a week. It, I had no stuff with me. Obviously, I had to wear the prison clothes because they, they, none of my stuff followed me. Um, yeah, it was an experience. Quite emotional, if you like, you know. I ain't, I ain't going to lie. I'm six foot six, 18 stone, you know. Box anybody, but things like that, you know, it does make you think, bloody hell. Um, I was in Hull for a week, went from Hull to Humber, and uh, which is not far, basically, same area, but again, it's a lower category, which is the way you settle. Um, so yeah, then I was in Humber, Humber for uh, 17 months, I think, something like that, which was 
as mad as it sounds, it was a, a decent jail, you know. Um, again, people might think, what, a decent jail? But I met some good lads in there as well. I was training with some good lads. Um, and time, time went fast in there. And then uh, from there, I ended up getting lower category again, which was to an open jail in Derbyshire. And uh, I ended up in Sudbury and um, getting day releases, weekend releases and things like that, which is good. So how's that all work then? So, you know, from a from someone who's not not been through what you have, um, yeah. I, I'm guessing good behaviour, um, you know, you go to the warden or whatever, yeah, actually we're going to move you to a lower category, et cetera, et cetera. Is it literally just stay out of trouble, good behaviour, we're going to, you're going to get a better place? Is, is that? Pretty much, mate, yeah. Um, yeah, so basically it, if you're under two years left of your sentence, you, you, you're eligible for a Category D open jail. Um, and like you say, if you've got a clean record, and you, you obviously in there you can get things like uh, nickings and IEPs. So basically if you get three IEPs, that's a nicking, and you have to sit in front of a uh, basically like a little court thing, um, get extra days, things like that. So uh, if you've got nothing like that, then yeah, you, you can go to the open jail. And uh, obviously it's, it's worth doing. You, you know, like I say, I was coming home seven days a month which is absolutely brilliant. I was uh, teaming up with my trainer I'm with now, Asgatair. I was meeting up with him on my days out doing uh, training with him, which was brilliant. Um, you know, if I weren't in that jail, I wouldn't have had the privilege to do that. So, so. Well, I think the other thing as well is it, it, that massively helps you settle back into society, doesn't it? Exactly that, mate, absolutely. I mean, it's even though I was coming out seven days a month for 12 months, it, still daunting you know i come out and everyone's like whoa what you know because you know you haven't got to go back there and uh it's it it's overwhelming you know every, everyone wants to see you for them first few weeks and the messages of support and it's you're, you're like a rabbit in the headlights you, you, you've had routine for three years i went to eat went to shower went to sleep you know and you come out back to back to freedom you know doing what you want to do and you think shit my, my routine's gone now. so you, you've got to readapt again then so but yeah <laughs> But in a different way, I bet that's going to help you structure your life going forward. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, in a way, it's. I think it's benefited me. I mean, I, I can. I've got like now. Obviously, I've come out. I've got a new focus, so I can now make a new routine with obviously my training. Uh, it, it was, you know, it's basically a fresh start. Like I say, I've got a new trainer now in in Asgatair. Um, now for me, is absolute quality training. He's worked some high high quality people. Um, obviously everything with Ben Davison. So straight away he's worked with the Furies. Um he's been around them for years. He obviously in and around Josh Taylor when Ben's got a Josh Taylor. Um I've learned I've, I've only been with him for two weeks properly now. I've learned more in them two weeks than I've probably learned in in six years if you like, you know. He, he's he's an absolute and I, I truly believe he's, he will uh, he will start to get more recognition in, in the years to come. He's, he's just today actually signed a new a new lad called uh, a very decorated amateur from Birmingham, a young lad called Mikey Lee, which is uh, very, very deep. Watching him spar, spar today. And he sparred a kid today who's, he's had 86 amateurs in the four and I was a pro as well. And, you know, he held his own against him and some of the rounds he was, you know, making the kid, making the kid look average, which is good to see. Um, I guess one of the, my, my questions was going to be after, you know, so we've come away from prison now, we're out, we're, we're back on the straight and narrow. How hard is it going to be if you've not already? Because we were talking before about your boxing license. Is it because of what you went away for? Does that make it difficult or not? Yeah, massively. Um, with the actual British board, 
I've probably got no chance with them until I'm actually off probation. For uh, I'm on license with probation now until August 2023. Um, so the British board normally don't look at you if, if you're on probation and on license, if you like. Um, but obviously, I can get an Irish license or you know a German license or things like that. Obviously, other boxers in the past have done this, but now this is this is what's being sorted at the moment. My manager Azzy Farley's on it. Um, my trainer as well. He's got another bloke on it. So, yeah, I've, I've heard the conversations I've had with with people at the Irish board um, saying that they've got no you know no worries whatsoever to give me the license. So, just a matter of time now. So, just got to get a few refs. Oh, about to say that, yeah. So, could references from <clears throat> from pre from the prison or whatever can that all help? Yeah. Yeah, massively. My, my probation officer as well. He's absolutely brilliant. Um, he said that you know he's told me that he, he would actually write to the board if it, you know need be and everything and give a good reference, which is good. And obviously, Azzy Farley, you know, his name speaks for himself. He's a, a, a respected manager. So, surely, you know, it's just going to be a matter of time. I mean. I was told not so long last week or two weeks ago. Um, I can't remember the kid's name, but somebody is still on probation as well. He, the board are actually looking at him now, and they've actually looked at his case. So, obviously, if that goes ahead, then surely to God they've got to look at my case as well. Um, well, yeah, there's a case study there for that, then, isn't it? No, that's good, mate. So, what's the plan then? So, what you, correct me if I'm wrong. You're 31 now, yeah? Yeah, mate. Yeah, so I, time time's not on my side now. Um, it's now or never. You know, this is why I've just come out of it, the ground running. Um, just train, train, train. Uh, in, when I'm not training myself, I'm, I'm training other people, which is good, just, just to keep, you know, in, in that mentality of gym life. So, um, plan is, obviously, I ain't going to get on a show this year. Obviously, my licence still hasn't come through yet either. But um, hopefully, February, March, March, April, I, I can try and get out, get a few a few journeymen, if you like, under my belt, just to uh, get active, get the ring rust off and get the confidence back as well go from there I've, I've got some good class quality sparring coming up in the next next two to three months which is good I could have gone um Monday to Scotland for sparring but obviously because I'm on probation it, it all the checks have to go through first so I didn't get a call till yesterday so it's too short notice to go up which is a shame um I'm pretty sure you know which heavyweight I'm on about up in Scotland yeah yeah uh, yeah so I had a call off them yesterday been a, been a good test that one mate oh absolutely <laughs> Brilliant. Um, but fair play. I spoke to I spoke to his trainers today again, just to say you know I can't make it. Um, he's and don't get me wrong, I was absolutely heartbroken or gutted that I, I missed out on an opportunity. But fair play, he's told me. He said, "Listen, there'll be other opportunities." He said, "I'll definitely invite you for the next one." So that's good. Well, mate, the main thing is your name's back out there, and, and you're getting invited to places, isn't it? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm sparring Fabio Wardley first week in January. I was meant to go two. No, I meant to go three weeks ago, but I pulled my rotary cuff. Typical. Um, first, first time lucky, you know. I think the next offer I get, I'll, I think I'll be all right. <laughs> but, um, fair play, they've, they've offered me back for the uh, first week in January. I'm, I'm over there for the week in Ipswich, Bar and Fabio, which is good. So, uh, so on, what, I've, what I've seen on Instagram from you as well, mate, is you, you seem to want to help. Um, you, we'll go back just before um, you went down. You. Yeah. Um, Christmas time, you went out and you did some stuff with homeless people, didn't you? And people yeah. won't know this stuff. They'll just they'll just see you. Oh, you've been to prison, bad lad, or yeah. whatever. But what I I know about that anyway. And then through Instagram and stuff, I've been watching what you've been up to, and you've been helping kids. And you know, actually, mate, um, you know, you're 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 a good guy. You're a good yeah. guy at heart. 
and, yeah. and, you, and stuff there that, you, that is proven. You know, this stuff that you can talk about the homeless stuff if you want or not. I don't know, but um, you know, you're helping people there around Christmas time that had nowhere to go. Yeah, so uh, basically that was so it was like Christmas 2016. Um, there was Christmas Eve. We got some basically packed together and uh, drove around Birmingham and just just giving stuff out to people. Obviously, it's it's nice. I mean, I, I couldn't imagine anything worse, you know. And luckily, I've come from a loving, a loving family, and we're, we're a close, very close family. And uh, it makes you want, you know, without sounding soppy, we're privileged to have that, you know. And there's people out there now. I mean, it's freezing tonight. If there's people out there now with nothing, could you imagine being out there? So you know, especially at Christmas time. I just wanted to obviously have a spare bit of cash to hand, and so we put a few things together. Just drove it to Birmingham. Just just give some things out. Nothing, nothing too special, but it's. You know, it's the fort and it's to see their faces and um, that was that. And on Christmas Day, there was a bloke, bless him, he lived around the corner from where he was living at the time. He was a, he was a deaf fella and uh, he's got no family or nothing. All he's got is a couple of dogs, bless him. And so I thought, you know what, he's, he, he, was, he was literally, he was having a microwave meal. So I thought, I said, come on, come around, come around Christmas dinner with us. So he come around as well for the Christmas dinner. And yeah, it's just, just nice, to, uh, nice to give a bit back really, you know. No, fair play, mate. Fair play. Right, that comes to our end of that, um, of that little bit. But what we've got now is some questions from the viewers and the followers, mate. If you don't mind, these um, I said to you off camera. These can be um, wild. They can be weird. Yours are all right. Um, so first one, I'll read it off here because it's as they they wrote it. So uh, Reggie wants to know. I know you're a massive Villa fan. Who's your favourite player of all time? My favourite Villa player of all time, obviously. In my era, from what I've seen, I've got to say, I mean, everyone everyone always says Paul McGrath for Villa. Obviously, I, I've never seen him play. I'm too young for that. For me, I'd probably say, and he weren't there for that long. Obviously, he was injury prone. But I'll say Martin Larson, absolute, uh, mate, the best centre half I've ever seen at the Villa. Absolute phenomenal. I've never seen a defender like him. Won everything in the air. So, yeah, for me, I'm gonna say Martin Larson. See, I'm just a bit older than you, so uh, I would have. Probably said. I was thinking when that came through. I was thinking. I was thinking. Um, Dean Saunders. I was thinking Tony Daly. I was thinking loads of forward players. Do you know what? And then I was thinking of. Um, oh, um, oh, the keeper. Oh yeah. Uh, no. Thanks. Bosnich. No. What? What? What year? What year? Are we thinking? Even before that, I'm thinking. Correct me if I'm wrong here. I'm thinking Les Seeley. I don't know if I've got it wrong though. That'll be like ninety-two. So when Leeds won the uh, when Leeds won the, the well, the, as it was not Premiership Division One. I remember him. It was um, I think it was four-one to Leeds, and I just remember this game. It was like Lee Chapman and oh mate, it was just yeah. it was a park. It was peeing it down. There was mud everywhere. Um, that was it was back in the day where you could watch it on like ITV, mate. Uh-huh. Um, anyway, we'll move on. Um, uh, Greg, Greg wants to know if there was a movie about your life. There we go. There could be one. Um, depends what happens in the next chapter. But anyway, if there was a movie about your life, who would want to play you? Who would want to play me? Uh, let's think of a character who can go up and down in weight because I do that. Like <laughs> Some big six foot six dude. Uh, who would play me? I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with a lady's favorite. I'm gonna say Tom Hardy. <laughs> 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 what <are> you think? <laughs> All right, mate. We'll quickly move on. Um, Shane wants to know what was the best lesson you learned from your time in prison. 
best lesson learned. So, good question. Best lesson learned was family. Now, don't take your family for granted or don't take your loved ones for granted because trust me, when you're inside them four walls, it's a lonely, lonely place. And obviously, you know, you're limited to when you can see them, when you can speak to them. Um, just, yeah, just, just make the most of family. It's especially, you know, if you're close to your family and you know they'll be there for you, which luckily mine were, um, especially my dad. I cannot fault him enough. What a bloke. Um, yes, just, just cherish every moment with your loved ones, family. And if you've got kids, your kids, because uh, trust me, time goes fast and you regret it. Good top man. Right. Last one. This one, I'm asking this question, but it, there is a story behind it. Some some girl called Emma used to um, send, whoever was, it doesn't matter who the guest was, it was always something resolved around chocolate or puddings, right? Yeah. So she's doing me heading, so I've blocked her, but I really like this question, right? So I've nicked it off her. What are your top three chocolate bars? Jesus Christ. Oh, oh, oh. I'm 18 stone, I'll have any chocolate. Um, best three chocolate bars. A bueno. I'm going to go with a bueno. That's my number one. Yeah, same. Number one. Bueno. Uh, a picnic if it's about. And... I'm with you. I'm with you. <laughs> can, you get, can you get... Here we go, because you've got my top two. Right, there's one more that I absolutely love. Let's see if uh, our taste buds are the same. Go on. Bueno picnic. Uh, do you know what? I'm just going to go fruit and going to go with that. Mine's a star bar. They are nice as well. Yeah, they are good. <laughs> Everyone forgets about a star bar. Right, mate. Thank you very much for your time. That's us done. Unless you've got anything for the viewers. No, that, that's absolutely spot on. I'd just like to say thank you to everybody that supported me. You know, obviously, on that three-year journey when I was in jail and the support I've had, obviously, been out it's absolutely overwhelming there's even to this day i've been out for 12 weeks now and i'm still getting messages um but yeah i'd just like to thank everybody and uh let's do this and i promise i'm gonna uh, give my all to thank everybody back and, nice uh, one mate thank you very much what we'll do we'll catch up again um whenever you're free once you get yeah. some more sorted and uh, we'll have an update yeah definitely mate absolutely thanks for your time buddy